Hey, this is Pastor Greg Evans from Calvary Assembly of God. I want to thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I pray that God will speak to your heart, that he will challenge you, and that you will be encouraged and that you will overcome by God's word and the word of your testimony. God bless you. Enjoy the service. Praise the Lord. Well, happy Labor Day weekend. Amen. Praise God. It is good to be in the house of God, as we've said already, and uh, just want you to take some time this morning. Service is going to look a little different from this point forward, uh, but it's going to be a great day. And we're thankful that uh, we have some special friends in the house today. And uh, we want to take time today on this Labor Day weekend. We do this annually. Uh, last year, COVID got in the way and we weren't able to do it publicly, but uh, they're just going to bring this right up here. Uh, we like to take this time every year in honor and be grateful to publicly all of our first responders. And how many know that this community and that our nation is safer and better because we have people that are willing to sacrifice their lives every single day, every day, and serve us. And that is today the day what we're going to focus on. Scripture tells us to give honor to whom honor is due. And so this is as spiritual as anything else we could do today. I believe that. We typically around here have altar calls and wonderful messages and worship that draw people to a place of surrender and, and obedience to God. And the Holy Spirit can do that in your life today as well. But our focus today is going to be honoring the word of God by honoring those that serve us so faithfully. And so we wanted to take time today to do that and to speak not only to them, but honor them with a day of celebration and a day of gratitude and grateful. So today, there are a lot of first responders in our congregation that we will also ask you to stand later on in the service. Uh, but right now, we want to introduce a few very special people who have come out of their way, gone out of their way to come and, and be with us today. We're going to honor uh, first responders from these three categories, medical uh, personnel, professional uh, people that serve in the medical field uh, at any uh, capacity. And we're going to honor fire and rescue, and we're going to honor law enforcement today. And so I'm going to ask those that have uh, uh, come today. I know Arlana is going to represent medical personnel. If you would just join me, Arlana. And we have a couple of representatives from the fire and rescue department. I think they're here somewhere right back here. Thank you. Just come and join me if you would. And then uh, our sheriff, our local sheriff, if you would join me up here. She's going to speak in a few minutes, but right now, if she would just join me right here, I would appreciate that very very much. I said it a moment ago, but Paul writes in Romans chapter 13, he says, give respect and honor to whom it is owed or to whom it is due at Calvary. And as your pastor and our leadership and all of you, I know stand in agreement with this. We want to honor the word of God by doing that today. We want to honor these people who sacrifice and give daily of their lives, even sometimes at the cost of their own family time, at the cost of their own safety for sure. And uh, they do it so that you and I can live in peace, so that we can be protected, and so that we can enjoy good health. 
and so that we can be a blessing into our families. And so I've asked them to come today. And as I said, in a few minutes, uh, our, our sheriff is going to speak and, and greet us. But I wanted to just ask a couple of questions. So Arlana is a church member here at Calvary, and we're grateful to you. And she is a, a respiratory therapist and works at the hospital. And uh, she's had to deal with these cases, uh, just being in the hospital with COVID and, and all the things. And I know all of you have had to deal with the changing, ever-changing world. And either any of y'all are welcome to respond to these questions, but I, I wanted to ask them. I gave them to her in advance, and I just wanted to ask a few questions. Firstly, let's do this. Let's introduce ourselves, and then, uh, and then I'll ask these questions. So, Ar- Ooh, Arlana, just tell us about yourself, and uh, tell us your name, and where you serve, and then we can just pass that mic down and do the same. Okay. Hi, good morning. My name is Arlana, <clears throat> and I work at the um, Baptist Sleep Disorder Center um, for Wilson's Children and for Baptists, and so... Yes. Good morning. My name is Michelle Cook, and I'm the sheriff of Clay County. Thank you. I'm Captain Ben Alvers. I'm one of the safety officers. Amen. Thank you so much. And again, if either one of you want to speak to any of these questions, we'd love for you to do that. But uh, Arlana, if you would, just tell us, uh, you, you told us what you do already, but in, we're facing a world that's kind of crazy right now. And uh, just as a medical personnel, someone that has to deal with the ever-changing things with COVID and, and other issues going on in the world, how has that uh, affected what you do and the medical staff and medical personnel around us? And, uh, and can you just kind of speak to that? Sure. Um, so when the pandemic hit, they um, shut down all outpatient services. So they pulled us all to the floor to um, work the overflow COVID floors. And so, which was amazing that it was kind of all hands on deck. They pulled um, nurses that had been retired, doctors that had been retired, all came back um, to work the floors and stuff. And so, initially, last year when it first happened, um, it was scary. It was overwhelming. Um, They (laughs) were bringing out, like, the papper machines that you see on TV with the hoods and the vents and stuff. Um, Infectious disease was out there. Um, And so it was something that was unprecedented. We had never seen anything like that happen before. So they shut down all the units, no visitors. Our visitor policy went out the window. Um, The staff was overwhelmed. The patients were overwhelmed. And so as a healthcare member, we just really had to step up and um, love on the patients, you know, and listen to them. I felt like a lot of people um, didn't know what was happening to them. We didn't have the answers. So we just had to really listen to them and let them speak it out and um, just care for them and just really take each case-by-case basis. Um, We couldn't let... Um, sorry, fear get in the way. Right. Um, fear is false evidence appearing real. And so we just had to really, every time we clocked in, you know, just shut that down and just really be there to do our job and to do it the best that we could. So, so yeah. good. Thank you so much. Does anyone else want to speak to that question? Yeah, thank you. You don't have to. I, I, I didn't provide these questions up front. So if you don't want to, we understand. So. I, I, if, I think I could probably speak for both Clay County Fire Rescue and the Clay County Sheriff's Office. You know, work for us really didn't change. In fact, we just got busier. Uh, I know we handled over 250,000 calls for service last year, and I know our fire rescue partners are so busy this year that they're having to call in assistance from surrounding agencies. So for us, it's really um, hasn't slowed us down. The challenge we have is then how do we protect our workers? How do we protect the men and women who go out there every day and serve? And unfortunately, 
Uh, we've lost two deputies now uh, to COVID, but you know, I can tell you that our commitment to serve this community uh, has not wavered at all. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And just kind of to add to that, our staffing levels have been, you know, very difficult to keep people at work. Um, I know in July we had 60 people out at one time. Wow. And for us, that's a whole shift. So, and our call for service um, increased dramatically. So just keep in prayer for, for our men and women that are working out there. It's, it, is, it has been tough on them. So good. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, just give it back to Arlon if you would. Thank you. How, how does your faith integrate with your daily work and your service in our community? I know it's kind of a big question and broad, but how, how, do, how do you see it integrating? Um, well, faith plays a huge part in what I do. So um, I love when I have the opportunity to be able to pray with our patients. Um, I work at Baptist, so that's allowed. So um, I'm thankful for that opportunity. And um, just knowing that my trust is in God, my trust is not in medicine, and it's not in science. It is in God. And so and just having that opportunity to um, give extra measure of faith to my patients, you know, and, and pray with them and believe for the signs and the miracles and the wonders to happen in the hospitals, um, and that God would get the glory for that. And thank you. I, I don't think that you can get into this profession without without faith. It really is what grounds you and what reminds you every single day of your purpose. And for me, um, you know. People call us when they're at, that, at their absolute worst. And being able to pray with them or have a presence uh, with them to remind them that, you know, God is good and God is here for them. And, and, and we are here to, to serve them and to, and to, you know, help them through whatever crisis they're going. But for, you know, for any policeman or fireman, you know, whether or not they like to uh, uh, be very open about it, I promise you all of them are very faithful uh, to the Lord. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just kind of add to that, you know, my faith in Jesus it helps me get to work every day. You know, it helps um, take care of patients. It helps take care of the, our guys that are out there working every day. Um, so. Thank you. Yeah, so last question. And this is kind of from us to you. How can we, how can the church, the body of Christ, Calvary specifically, and as a pastor, I'm asking it personally, how can we pray for you and how can we serve you uh, in your profession? And maybe that's a loaded question. I don't know. But we're just, we make ourselves available and specifically for prayer. We believe in the power of prayer. So, Arlana, I know you had a chance to look at that question. So maybe yeah. you've thought about an answer. Just, uh, <laughs> yes, you did. For, that, um, for our healthcare workers in general, you know, I just ask to pray for strength. It's been a long, hard battle and um, they just need strength, you know, and hope and extra measure of faith. So. Good. Good. Anyone else want to answer that? Yeah, you know, what I would say is is the prayer is huge. And when you see a, a policeman or a firefighter out there, tell them thank you. You know, sometimes we may not respond or we may not respond quickly. It's because we probably have just seen or heard a lot, and it's weighing on our hearts and on our minds. And somebody, you know, when we're, when we're having a really tough day because what we've been through, somebody like you that steps up and just says, thank you for what you do is a reminder that, okay, I'm in the right place. I'm doing the right thing. And I'm here for a reason. It's good. It's good. Thank you. I'd have to say ditto to that. Um, and some of our guys are probably going to be slow to respond because we're here to serve. Right. And, uh, just continue to pray for us. 
Thank you so much. Y'all would just stay right here for just a minute. And uh, thank you. Go ahead one more time. I know we've clapped a lot. But... I know I can speak for everybody in here. Our community is safer. It is better. And it is in the good hands because of the people like you. And specifically you, but all of those that serve alongside of you. And uh, we want to honor you. We have a gift just to hand to each of you today, if you would uh, bring those up and just hand them to each of them. And uh, we want to say we love you. This is representative. I wish I could give a gift to everybody that serves in our community. But uh, this is representative of our heart and our uh, thankfulness and gratitude to each of you and to those that work alongside of you. Um, and you can share it around or whatever. It's not much, but it's just something. Or you can just take it and just let them know that we love them and appreciate each and every one of them so very much. We also want to take, and I think this is the greater gift, we want to take time to pray over our first responders just before uh, Sheriff Cook comes to speak and, and to greet us this morning. Uh, if all of the first responders in the room would stand to your feet, just all over. If you're a first responder in any one of these categories that's here, you attend our church or uh, you serve in the medical profession, I, yeah, stand, please. I know, yeah, they're, they're, you're scattered throughout. Thank you. Thank you. Over here. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, let's thank all of them so much. You will remain standing. And we're just going to pray over you this morning. We, want, we believe that God would have us do that today. And I believe the Bible says that he hears the effectual fervent prayer of those that are righteous. And he responds to that. And so this morning we're praying and we don't believe this is just a ritualistic thing we do. We believe as we pray that it moves the hand of God on your behalf. And we're praying not only for you individually, but over your families, over those that serve in our community and over our community, because we know that we are better together. Amen. Would you just stretch your hands towards them as a point of contact? And so father, in the name of Jesus, your son who gave his life. He knows, you know what it's all about to lay down your life. And so, Lord, we ask, Lord, though that was the ultimate sacrifice and the most important, we know the sacrifice that each of these make on a daily basis. And we ask, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would put your hedge of protection, your hand of guidance upon each of them, upon all of our men and women, Lord, who serve in law enforcement, fire rescue, and the medical personnel, Lord, hospitals and doctors and nurses and medical staff of all kinds. Lord, they are on the front lines, and Lord, they are facing things that we don't even understand sometimes. And Lord, the burdens of life and the burdens of their career, Lord, weigh heavy on their heart day in and day out. They go to bed with it. They wake up with it. And we ask that the peace of God would surpass their own understanding, that it would guide them and guard them. Lord, that the love of God and the power of your spirit would go with them everywhere they go. Lord, that you would not only protect them and their families, but that you would continue to use them to do great things as they serve this community. Lord, would you open doors for their life, for their homes, Lord, for their uh, particular area of, of work? Would you open doors you want open and would you close doors you want closed that your hand would be upon them? that your blessings and your favor would go with them, and Lord, that you would use them. Lord, we pray over our community today, all inclusive, Lord. Every citizen of this county, every citizen of this region, Lord, would you bless our community with good health? Lord, would you bless us with protection from this virus? Lord, would you bring healing to those that are sick? And would you, Father, keep safe those that are serving them? We ask it in the precious name of Jesus, and we give you the honor, and we give you the praise, God, for you alone are worthy. Amen.
and amen. Praise God. Can we say thank you again? Amen. You may be seated and I'm going to ask our esteemed sheriff, Michelle Cook, to come and greet us this morning for the next few minutes. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pastor Evans. Good morning. All right, I'm a little jealous of the, the, the worship group, the band this morning. They are phenomenal. They are really, really good. I'm often asked by folks about how, how can I make my community safe? How can I help you make my community safe? And I tell people there are really three things that provide for a safe and stable community. And the first thing is the physical well-being of its members. And so what I love about Clay County is that we have lots of parks and lots of activities um, and lots of things physically to do uh, in, in our community to, to maintain the physical well-being. The second part of a healthy community and a safe community is the mental well-being. And that is taking time to care for yourself, taking time to pray, taking time to reflect on all of the, the good things that you have and everything that you're grateful for. And really just being kind to each other um, is, is the second sort of foot of the stool um, is the mental well-being. And finally, and, and, and this is really what I want to touch on this morning, you have me scheduled for 10 minutes, Pastor Evans. I promise you I'm not talking for 10 minutes. <laughs> The third thing that's really important to keeping a community safe is the spiritual well-being. And, and some people may say, well, how does spiritual well-being keep a community safe? Well, it does. You see, churches like this one, places of worship like this one, are really the foundation to a healthy community. And I commend everybody who comes to church and prays and, and prays for the well-being of the community and our first responders because without churches, without, without folks like you, without believers, we would not have a healthy community. So when, when folks are out there and they're doing bad things or, or saying bad things, and, you, and, and the young man spoke about it earlier about, I really don't feel like going to church. I think it's, it's more important now than ever, than ever, that you continue to come to church and you continue to worship. Because it's, it's so important to not only to our community, but to our world. And just when there's so many evil people out there that want us to give up and stop believing and stop coming to church, our resolve now needs to be more than ever. So when somebody asks you or, or somebody says, what did you learn today? And I want you to say, well, the sheriff said there's three things that make, maintain it or keep a healthy community, the physical well-being, the mental well-being, the spiritual well-being. So I need you to go to church with me next Sunday. So, I want to say a special thank you. I know uh, oftentimes first responders, it's, it's typically police, fire, and EMS folks that are recognized. But thank you for recognizing the healthcare workers today, Pastor Evans. Um, I, uh, I can just see the burden that's been placed upon them. You know, they're, in so many ways, they're heroes. But this last year and a half really has added an additional burden on them. So on behalf of the Clay County Sheriff's Office and Clay County Fire Rescue, to all the healthcare workers, um, we are so proud of you and we commend you and we will be praying for you and keep fighting the good fight and together we're all gonna get through this. Thank you. Amen. Thank you.
so, so honored to have all of these with us today. And I promise I'm not going to preach, but I am going to make a few comments this morning to wrap up that which has taken place here today. I, I believe, and I know that all of our guests today may not be able to stay. And if you need to dismiss yourselves for any reason, uh, we understand. But if you would give me the extra minutes that she didn't use. I just want to share a thought that the Lord gave me as I think about first responders, as I think about how we can serve. And this is for the body of Christ, not for those that serve in these very important capacities that we've honored this morning alone. Can I say thank you, Sheriff, for being here today? Thank you all for being here. Thank you for speaking. Thank you for the words that I believe were led by God to encourage us this morning. We've just gone through a studies in the book of Philippians on the healthy church. And I think, as our sheriff just said, a healthy church is what makes a healthy community. We are very uh, vital to the health and the well-being of our community. And I appreciate her saying that. It is so ordained by God. That is the word that we needed to hear, to, hear this morning. In Philippians chapter 2, I just want to read a few verses. It'll be on the screen as well. Paul writes this, he says, do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, that means blameless. Innocent, that means harmless. Lives as children of God. Children of God is indicative of being a child of God means unmistakable, like you are identifiable as a child of God. And then he says, shining like a bright Light, In other words, unblemished, able to be the light to the world around us. In a world full of crooked and perverse people, hold firmly to the word of life. That's this, the word of God. Then on the day of Christ's return, and he is coming again, he, Paul says, I will be proud that I did not run this race in vain and that my work was not useless. Your work is not useless. The medical personnel, your work is not useless. Our fire and rescue, your work is not useless. But child of God, you need to hear this today. Your work is not useless. Amen. Wherever you serve, whatever you do, you are a first responder as a child of God to be a first responder to the soul. Someone who can share the love of God, the peace of God, the grace of God, maybe with those that are serving daily and laying their lives on the line, maybe with a coworker, possibly with a neighbor. It's important for us to recognize and realize that just because we don't serve in one of these capacities, that we still have a very important and vital role to the kingdom of God. And we are first responders. We are those that tell each other that you can make it another day. You can keep on. You can go. We're with you. We're going to hold each other up in faith. We're going to pray. We're going to encourage. We're going to support our community. We're going to love and serve with the power and the presence and the spirit of Jesus working through us. In other words, we are difference makers. These guys and ladies are difference, difference makers. They make a difference every day. They get up, they put on their uniform, they go out, they make a difference. And we're grateful for that. But that is not more important. It is vitally important, but not more important than the difference that you and I must make together for the kingdom of God. Can somebody just say amen to that? We need to make a difference. And that is the word that God wants us to hear from this text in Philippians. 
as we remain the healthy church that God wants us to be, as we create a healthy community that God wants us to, to create, it is that we must make a difference every day that we live. In other words, we have to do just like they do. We have to get up whether we feel like it or not. Pastor Justin said it. Whether we're in the mood or not. And we have to put on the uniform. What is the uniform? Well, the Bible says it's this. It's putting on the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness and having our loins girt about with truth and having the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit. That's the uniform we put on. The armor of God. So that we can respond to the world that we live in. In this text, Paul calls it a crooked and perverse world. (laughs) And he says, we have work to do. We need to respond. We have to respond. But we have to have the right character to do it. We have to make sure our character is pure. To be a difference maker, you got to understand what it means when Paul writes to be unblameable. In other words, he's saying here that no one should be able to point a finger at you and say, yeah, but you did this or you do that. There must be a difference about you and I as followers of Jesus Christ. There ought to be something that sets us apart from everybody else in the world. We don't talk like they talk. We don't act like they act. We don't get angry like they get angry. Is anybody with me? I know some of y'all got a little road rage on the way to church and you're feeling guilty, but I'm not talking, I'm not talking about slapping your head or throwing your, I'm talking about inappropriate behavior. We must be unblameable as children of God. Paul says to Felix, or Paul, Paul stood before Felix, the governor, when in Acts chapter 24, you can read it later, but he, 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 he's standing there, he's on trial, he's being condemned, he's being questioned, he's, he's being kind of interrogated a little bit because of his faith, not because he did anything wrong. In verse 25 says, he, Paul, reasoned with them about righteous things. He was unblameable. He wasn't, he wasn't there to talk about to shoot the breeze about any old thing. He talks about righteousness and self-control in the coming day of judgment. And the Bible says that Felix, the governor, became frightened and he trembled. This was a man under conviction. And this is what the next verse says in verse 25 and 26. It says, Felix says this. He says, go away now. <laughs> you, don't want to, you don't want to hear any of this stuff about righteousness. He says, go away now. And when it's more convenient, I'll call for you again. And he also hoped, hear this, he also hoped that Paul would bribe him so that he sent him, uh, he sent him quite often, quite, sent him quite often to talk to him again. He wanted this, he was looking for something to accuse him of. He was trying to set him up a little bit here. And Paul was unblameable. He was blameless. He did what was righteous. He did what was good. He did what was holy. He did what God said to do. And you and I must be unblameable. We also must be unmixed or harmless. I use the word unmixed because it, it kind of speaks that there's, we're set apart. We're different. We're harmless. We're pure. Everybody say pure. There's something pure about us. We're not contaminated by the corruption of the world that we live in. And there is corruption on in every nation, in every community, that, that happens, it takes place. But the church, the body of Christ, children of the Most High God, we must be unmixed. If unblameable speaks of our representation before men, then purity or being unmixed speaks of our reputation before God. And we must be pure. We must be real. We must be genuine. 
Man looks on the outward opinion, uh, appearance, but God looks on the heart. Thirdly, we must be unmistakable. And I'm wrapping this up quickly, but hear me today. Paul writes here, he says, you are children of God. He identifies them. And listen, I'm not asking everybody to go get a tattoo on your arm that says, I'm a child of God. But what I am asking is that there's such a difference by the way you talk, the way you act in the community, the way you share in the community, the way you serve the community, that people know that you are unmistakably a child of the Most High God. Amen. That Jesus rules and reigns on the throne of your heart and that you are his children. It must be unmistakable. Well, how do we know that? How, how can we do that unless we carry a sign around or unless we carry a Bible so big that everybody can see it? How does people know? How do people know that we are unmistakably children of God? The Bible says this, you will know them by their love. Their love. The love of God. That's how you are unmistakably a child of God. So that you serve others. So that you look for opportunities to say thank you to our men and women serve our community. So you look for opportunities to step up and serve food to the homeless. So you look for opportunities to love somebody who's down and out, to help somebody who needs a little extra hand. You will know them by their love. In fact, he says it this way, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another. We must be unmistakable children of God, not in name only. Listen, you're not a child of God because you go to Calvary Assembly of God. You're not a child of God because you put a cross on your, uh, around your neck or on your front yard. You are a child of God when you love people the way Jesus loved them so much that you're willing to lay down your life for your brother. And then lastly, unblemished. Unblemished. What does that mean? Well, he says, shine like bright lights. The best way I can think of this is if you, if you have a car with headlights and about 10 years old or so, you know how they get all fogged up and kind of icky and you got to go pay somebody to do that special technique where they clean the lenses and it makes it shine bright again. If you're unblemished, it means that you're able to shine brightly in our, listen, we're not to be like uh, candles hidden under a bushel. We're not to be like just somebody that just lets our light flicker out once in a while whenever we're in the church or whenever we're somewhere that, that we feel comfortable and safe. We must be bright lights everywhere we go, every day, on our job, in our community, at the marketplace, in our neighborhood. Let the light and the love of God shine through you. You cannot do that if there is sin, if there are things in your heart, if there's attitudes or, or, or bad behavior going on. You cannot, you're not unblemished if those things are there. So you have to give them daily to Jesus and be unblemished so that you can shine like bright lights. Pastor, are you saying we have to be perfect? No, 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 no. But we should be striving for a holy life. Daily working, daily getting those lenses buffed out so that we can shine bright. This must be what we're becoming. Well, where do we do that, Pastor? You do it everywhere you go. Please don't let it remain in the four walls of this building. Don't let our honor for these men and women end here today. In fact, if we're really honoring them, we're honoring our community. Jesus came, the Bible says in John 3, 16, he loved the world so much that he gave his life. We must love our community so much that what God speaks to us here in this room today extends beyond the four walls and it goes to work with you tomorrow morning.
It goes to the sports activities that you go to this week. It goes to wherever you find yourself because you are unmixed. You're unmistakable. You're unblameable. And you're unblemished. Make a difference. Well, what am I going to do, Pastor? What, how can I apply this? Well, he ends it there by saying this. He ends that text by saying, you have the word of life. Sometimes I don't know what to say, but God does. Sometimes I'm not sure what to do, but God does. We are to be the server of his word. At work, at home, at play, at church, wherever you go. Let the word of God flow out of your mouth. You can't do it if you're not studying it, if you're not reading it. You can't do it if you don't know it. So be in the word and let the word, the word, the Bible says in John 1, 1, it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was, was God and the word was with God. Who is that? That's Jesus. Is Jesus in you? Then the word is in you. His word, it flows out of you by the way you live, by the way you talk. We are all first responders to the soul of men and women beyond the four walls of this building. Would you stand with me across this room this morning? Thank you again to everyone in this room that serves on any one of these front lines that we just talked about. Law enforcement, fire and rescue, medical, healthcare. Thank you. We honor you. We celebrate you. And this day is for you. It's for Jesus first and foremost, but it is for you. The festivities in the back are for you. They're for all of us to just share together and fellowship together. It's to say thank you. It's to love on you because we truly do love you with the love of God. We love you, not like the rest of the world just says we love you. It's not just a word we just throw off and use haphazardly. We say it from our hearts today, thank you. We love you and we're grateful to you. Not because we're all that special, but because Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, dwells in us and we want to be known by our love. Philippians is all about joy. That's, you read it, we just did the whole study on it. It's all about joy. The love of God shows up through the joy that flows out of our lives. So we're gonna have a celebration today. We're gonna have a party and we're inviting every one of you to come and be a part of it. Would you let God, in these next few minutes, they're gonna sing a song, we're gonna pray a prayer. Would you let God make your life a lifeline? to the lost and the dying? Would you invite him to come and use you to speak his word to others, to show his love to others, to be a first responder to the down and out, the hurting, the lonely, the sick, to be the love of God extended to the world? The stakes are high if you're a difference maker. I think you could ask any one of these people in this room. Every day they put on that uniform, they carry a heavy weight. They know the stakes are high. But they... The same is true for us. It's, it's, it's a heavy burden to bear. To speak the word of God boldly. To share your faith courageously. To love the unlovable. To serve those that maybe don't even think they want to be served. But need it. And we appreciate your willingness to do that. It's honoring God's word. So I want to challenge you all to be first responders starting today, like you've never been before. 
And I want to pray a blessing. Just like we prayed a blessing over these, I want to pray a blessing over you. If you want to be that kind of first responder for the soul, if you want to honor God by loving and serving our community, would you, just as a posture of receptivity, would you lift your hands towards heaven, both hands? I'm just going to pray a pastoral prayer over you this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, by your grace and your goodness, your love and your spirit in us, would you give each of us servants surrendered to you, would you give us opportunities to be a lifeline to those that are down and out, to those that are in need, to those that need to know you? Would you not just give us the opportunity, but would you also give us the boldness, the courage to serve them, to love them, and to lead them to you. Father, I pray provision over every first responder, both those that serve, that we've honored already, and everyone else in this room that knows you and serves you and is committed to you. Protect us on every front. Wherever we go, whatever we do, protect our health, yes, but also protect our minds and our hearts that we would never grow bitter or that we would never have unforgiveness or anything in our life that would keep us from being a messenger of the gospel. Lord, would you also anoint us and use us with the power of your Holy Spirit flowing through us to share the light and the love of Jesus everywhere we go. We ask it in the precious and the holy name of Jesus. And for your glory, we pray. And the whole church said, amen.